0: Hey guys, this is Eric Helgeson and this is my podcast called Uncomfortably Single. Uh, What we're going to be talking about in this episode is mental health issues and um, anything from that, anything that I've kind of run into in my life. um, I was married to somebody for 13 years that had mental health issues, depression, anxiety, etc. And um, I kind of want to talk about my experiences dealing with them and some of my own depressions and stuff that I've kind of had in my own life and maybe how I got through them. Because I know a lot of us nowadays, um, I think if a bunch of us went into the doctor, they'd be like, yeah, you're depressed and you have anxiety. Um, but to n- I really understand what true anxiety, depression, and like even narcissism, like all of that stuff really is. Um, I think it's hard to talk about. It's hard to deal with. And I want to give you my opinions and my experiences on them. So I'm gonna start. Um I first noted I first ran into mental health issues um when I was married to my ex wife, right when I first got married. Uh my family didn't have any of that. We didn't have any bipolar or any of that stuff. We we were pretty sound family, um mentally. <laughs> Everyone every family has their issues. Well we didn't have anything drastic like that. And so and I never really had any friends at least that I noticed growing up that had any, anything like that. Um, my first experience was with my ex-wife. And so I never noticed it when we were engaged, never saw it. Maybe I, did, maybe I chose not to because uh, I was head over heels in love with her. And I guess, you know, you get that puppy love. Everything they do is, you know, right. And everything they do is just the best thing in the world. So I do. I do know I ignored some things, some red flags, and I just – yeah, you know, I I said, it will take care of itself. It'll all get figured out. You know, I'm a good man. She's a good woman. We'll figure it out. And it didn't really start spiking until like, right, like, you know, a month or two after we were, we were married and all of a sudden some really weird things started happening. And she says some really weird things and start doing some weird things. And I didn't really know, and she didn't really know how to handle it. And um, just really just you know, her bags would be packed at the front door and I'd be like, what did I do? I had no idea why she was leaving. <laughs> like, I'm going back to my parents' house. Why? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. You know, and so just really just up and like when someone has depression, the ups and downs and, and anxiety, the ups, the ups and downs are just enormous. And so when you're in a relationship with someone who has that, um, it's very big to talk to each other and try to get to a certain point a meeting point in the middle of all of that. And um her and I did that. So in, it takes a lot of guts for a person to be like, there's something wrong with me or there's something not right. And she admitted it. And we went and saw a doctor. And her doctor prescribed some medications for her. It took us a little bit. And then yeah, everything was a lot better. And I say us when I said that. I said it took us a little bit. Because when you're in a relationship with someone who has mental health issues, and you know they have mental health issues, it's both of you working it out together. You try to. And it's getting the relationship to a point where it's manageable for both of you. And um, I say that because that's what you have to do. If you feel like you have mental health issues, or if you feel like something's just not right, you get really angry, or really down, and... There's things affecting your life and you can't control it. Are there your outbursts or whatever? I've I've never had, I don't know how it feels like. But you have to you have to step back and analyze yourself and analyze the situation and your relationships. And so I give her a ton of credit. I mean we were a young marriage and but we both worked through that. So one thing that we did really well is we worked that out. And she was on medication. So um once we got through that, everything was pretty good for a while, but there was still some up ups and downs, I mean, it would be mood swings, and things would be said, and you're like, what the, you know, like, what the hell was that, you know, um, but I, you know, I feel like it was good for a while, and then we had some kids, and then some other things happened, and, you know, like, I, uh, her parent, her family had, her family had a history of this, um, and it, it's not that it makes it, it doesn't make them bad, it doesn't make them, it, they just, it was in their family. And so we all kind of knew it and we all kind of like had to, like we tried to deal with it and talk to, to them. The people who, were, who had depression, and anxiety, we tried to talk to them. And I think talking is better than yelling. And because I didn't know how to handle it. Being being from a person who, who never came from that, who never seen that, um, I didn't know what to do. And I was so arrogant that I thought I could handle it. I remember literally sitting there thinking to myself there's nothing in this world i can't do there's nothing i can i can get through this with her i was so arrogant that i'm like i don't need, we don't really need any help is it her and i can figure this out and that was the furthest thing from the truth um god i was stupid i and um i didn't handle it well at all and so what what, I, what ended up happening to me is it started off at, like it's this is the perfect analogy it started off as a snowball on top of a hill and I was kind of watching it, like, roll down the hill, and I'd every now and then stop it, and, you know, maybe like, oh, okay, cool, and then it'd go down the hill even more, and then I'd stop it again. And then I got to the point where I was behind this gigantic snowball, and I was struggling with everything I had in me to not let this go any further and plow into my house. I mean, it's, it's essentially what started happening. And I needed help, and she needed help, and I refused because I still thought I could hold on to that snowball, and that was, it was very difficult because when you're sitting there, and it's, I handled all of it so wrong because it started off with me talking, and then I would, it turned into me just being tired of the situation and being frustrated where it wasn't talking anymore, it was lecturing, and Putting her down and yelling at her sometimes when it would be very bad um and I didn't handle it right. I didn't know how to, and so I mean and we went to couples therapies and stuff, and I don't think the therapist ever really understood how bad it was um because one thing when you have mental health issues is you don't want to admit that you don't you don't want to admit that you have a problem, and every time we'd go to a counselor it would it would never it would never get to where it actually was. Like, it wouldn't get mentioned, like, how bad it actually was. Because it's just like an alcoholic. An alcoholic will not admit they're an alcoholic. Because they, in their minds, they don't have a problem. And so that's exactly... It, me, those two mirror each other a little bit in that world. Is when you're an alcoholic, you don't want to... I mean, I'm not an alcoholic. What do you mean? I, I don't drink that much. I don't do this, I don't do that. You know, they have excuses for everything. And that's kind of what had happened here. It had gotten so big... That I couldn't control it anymore. I couldn't even manage it anymore. And um, and the thing that really sucked from our end too is some alcohol. That's why I bring up alcoholism. Some alcohol had crept into that world as well on her end. And it made things even worse. And, you know, I think when you mix drinking and depression or anxiety, those are very combative things to have with each other um even narcissism um i think some of us can be a lot of us probably think we're like somebody else is narcissistic and well this person has this problem this person has this problem we all kind of have our issues we all have our mental health issues we all have our things none of us are perfect um but one thing you cannot do is if you know you have a mental health issue you cannot be mixing alcohol or drugs or anything with it um, it was a very hard time for me to watch someone you love. Um, it just be a shell like this, that, this person who was in front of me was not my wife. It was somebody else. And, you know, I, once it got too big for me, I started reaching out for some help and it was too late. Um, it was way too late and that ball had been rolling down a hill that hill, that snowball had been rolling down that hill for years, and it enveloped me, completely enveloped me. I had to let go. Um, I had to let go for many reasons, and those are going to be my reasons. But it's a very lonely feeling. So people who don't, if you have if you have mental health issues, and you're listening to this, we have both sides have to be, um, you have to, you have to be calm. You have to understand where both sides are coming from. So people who, if you have anxiety, depression, or a mental health issue, look at, this is our side. This is the side of, this is a, from coming from a person who didn't ha- doesn't have it. We don't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. Um, anything I said, I felt like, I felt like I was walking on eggshells. Anything I said, anything I did, I felt was wrong. You know, I I'd walk in at home and the second I walked in, it was like, Boom! I get just lit up, and you know it was it was very hard. Um, it was very hard, and then it was just you know then you start picking fights about stupid things and you know, being on our side, and you don't know I don't I didn't know how to fix it. Like we don't know what, we don't know what you need. I don't even know if someone has that mental health problem. I I didn't know what she needed. I had no clue, and she would try to tell me, but I. It it never was consistent. I didn't, you know. I'd get her flowers sometimes if I felt like You know, we had I had we had a loving marriage. That's why we lasted thirteen years. I mean, it was a, we had it, but there was a lot of other really really bad things going on too. So when I say, you know, ups and downs, our ups were very very high. But our lows were also extraordinarily low, and it normally followed her her mind frame and how she took things and how we talked to each other and um being on the side that i couldn't i couldn't control our ups and downs you know unless i guess i could have the only way i could have controlled the situation was not doing anything about it and letting her steamroll me and that also was i've seen people do that where um the spouse just got steamrolled and accepted the fate that he couldn't change what was going on in his life, and he managed it as best as he could. And that's, I watched that man, and I knew that man for a long time, and it was a very sad life to watch someone just get steamrolled and accept his fate all the time, because he just didn't want to. He didn't want to fight anymore, but his marriage was more important to him. His kids were more important to him than. The fight was. And my choice, my choice, was that my kids aren't going to remember me like this. My kids are going to know what's right and wrong. My kids are going to know I have a backbone and that this isn't right, this behavior isn't okay. This behavior stops here. This behavior is not acceptable. You cannot talk like this. You cannot act like this and if we have problems we talk to each other about it we don't just blow each other up and just and just you know push ourselves on other people and my mistake was i never got help early enough i never got people involved in this my whole entire family knew there was an issue but i hid this from my family and my friends my friends have no idea. All the stuff I've been through with this, like mental health issues and stuff. No, my neither does my family. Um, it was something that a lot of it started coming out after and around my divorce. You, you can't hide it. I mean, it's it's something that you know. I I there's a picture at my parents' house that uh, reminds me of of all of this, and it's a very sad picture. Um. It's up in my uh, niece's, like, when they sleep over at my parents' house, their bedroom. And it's a picture of me holding my son. He's, like, probably a couple months old. And I look so unhappy. And that's right. I mean, it was pretty bad around my son's birth. It was That was probably the worst it was ever. Well, maybe not. But it was pretty bad right around then. And um, I just look so unhappy. And I'm holding my son. It's a nice day out, and I I have just I look just worn out and just down. And I take myself back to that situation. That's not. No one should ever feel like that. And so, have been with someone who has mental health is very hard. And I want people to understand: if you have depression, anxiety, it's very hard for us. Also, we're here with you. We're dealing with it with you. And it's not something that just goes away. You know, like it's there all the time. Now, the people who have this mental health, nar- if you're narcissistic, you probably don't even know you're narcissistic. <laughs> I've had to deal with narcissists a lot as well. And not everything else is somebody else's fault. Like Matt gets old when when, when everything, they don't even realize how good they have it. Narcissists. Step back. Do you complain about everything in your life? Do you always compare yourself to somebody else? Do you you not see how awesome your life is? If you are always complaining about your spouse, your children, your living conditions, how much money you make, your boss, if you're consistently blaming other people for your problems in your life, you're a narcissist. And you need to stop. Step back. Look at your life. Look at your spouse. Look at your children. Are they healthy? They're all good. They're all good. There's, there's a lot worse things in the world. Um, if you if you have depression, I've had depression. I think we've all kind of had it. Like I said earlier, um, if you're diagnosed with like depression all the time, I mean that's a different story. Um, I've watched how that affects people. Um, seems like that goes seasonal. My experiences is like when family events start happening. The um, end of the year, cold weather, family things happen. Um, people who have depression don't really want to be around it and act out a little bit more. Um, they like the sun, they like the weather, the nice weather, um, that kind of stuff. They don't really enjoy the holidays. And uh, why wouldn't like there's no there shouldn't be a reason you don't, you don't enjoy the holidays. You get to spend it with the people closest to you, the people you love, and you get to choose that. If you come from a rough family or you don't have a good family around you, you get to you, you get to choose who you get to spend this time of year with. The other, like yesterday, I got to go out on New Year's Day. I spent we spent time watching a, a football game and playing cards with five good friends of mine. We all chose to be there on a holiday together because we want to see each other. And it was like five or six of us, like seven actually, like seven, and we all chose to be there to say hi. We don't have to do that. So that's what I'm saying. You choose who you want to be with. You choose who you want to have the holidays with. So if you don't like certain things about the holidays and you have depression, anxiety, I get it. I mean, I, I don't personally like understand it 1,000% of what you have. But spend it with people you love or you like. Don't be alone. Don't be alone. Because that's what depression does. Because when you're alone, that's when this stuff eats at you. You're alone. That's when, and you have, made, especially what I said earlier, with alcohol and drugs. If you have depression or anxiety, you you got to stay away from that stuff because it gets four times as bad when you start drinking. And that's a situation nobody can really handle. Um, not we don't know that at that point it's it's toxic, extraordinarily toxic um i feel like so if you have depression get help for it talk to talk to people about it because depression all of these things if you let it go it just get, it snowballs and gets worse like i was telling you it just gets worse and worse and worse it never gets better you got to jump on it if you're feeling bad or you're feeling down about yourself talk to people if there's one thing i can tell about Um, Tell you guys about anything I talk about on my podcast It's communication Talk to people Talking That is one of the best things God ever gave us Is a voice to talk To people Talk about our problems Share our problems That's why I created this I want you guys to understand And not feel alone In all of this Because I guarantee there's somebody out there That's gone through what I've gone through And doesn't know how to deal with it And it's okay I don't know how to deal with it. I'm telling you my experiences with it. Now, somebody who has anxiety—that's—that's um, that's something that I can't even imagine like living through. If you have anxiety, I mean, I watched my ex have it, and she had a panic attack on an airplane once. I—I I didn't know what to do. I was like 25. I was like, well, "What the hell is going on?" And it's just out of nowhere, just all of a sudden, just flipping out on an airplane, and I had no idea she even could do that like i didn't know that was even a thing and yeah i mean it's it's to have anxiety to the point where you you just shut down is is something i don't think i've never i've never seen it before that and you just lose control is is unbelievable and once again you got to get help you got to talk to people And people who don't have this stuff, it's very, we we are so easy to say that people are crazy and people are nuts and all that kind of stuff, you know, we're like, oh, that guy's just crazy. But this is something we all kind of deal with and we have to have compassion and you have to, you have to have compassion, you have to have patience. And one thing I didn't have, I lost when I was with my ex, is I lost my compassion and I lost my patience. And it's very easy to do. Um, it's very easy to do. Because you wake up mom um, some mornings and her and I would have arguments. Like, I and it, it, Literally, it would be like 2 plus 2 is 4. And she would look me stone cold in the eye and be like 2 plus 2 is 6. And I'd be like, no, no, 2 plus 2 is 4. Like 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah, it's 4. And stone cold in my face. Nope, it's 6. And then all of a sudden the years kind of go by. And you're like, well, maybe 2 plus 2 is 6. Maybe I'm crazy. And I want the people who have this kind of stuff, who have depression, anxiety, narcissism, alcoholism, anything mental health. Is if you guys don't get better, we're not going to get better either. We're not. The relationship won't get better. And it comes down to if the person can put up with it or not. And it had gotten to the point where I thought I was crazy. I thought I was crazy because I had—I wasn't talking to my parents or my family or anybody. I was in this pool of just this 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 pool of just depression, anxiety, and I couldn't get out of it to the point where it was making me crazy. And don't ever let that happen to you. Talk if you if you're if you're a spouse of somebody who has this, talk to your family. Talk to a counselor. Get your own help. Because it's hard. It is so hard. Trust me. And I don't want anyone to go through what I went through. I don't want anyone to go through what my ex went through with me. I would. I could have handled it so much better. And I hope she... This guy that she's engaged to, I really hope that maybe he's got it figured out. I really do. Or maybe he's got some answers I didn't. You know? um, Because I... I wasn't able to do it. And that was something that was very hard for me to say, was, I can't handle this. So I started out, like, nothing, I was arrogant and cocky. I can do this, I can handle this, nothing's bigger than I am. To the point where I was literally, like, crushed underneath that snowball that had become a mountain and I, had no, I couldn't move it anymore. I couldn't budge it. I couldn't hold on to it. It had enveloped me completely. to And turned me into just an angry person as well. Because I was tired of dealing with it. I was tired of trying to shove this, this gigantic ball. I was tired of holding on to it. I couldn't move it. And all it was doing was pushing me down and pushing me further down. So, I hope I didn't ramble too long on this one, guys, but um I'll probably hit this one again because this is getting a little long, and I'm not even really halfway through what I want to all talk about, but um maybe we'll do a part two on this one. So anyhow, I want to thank if you've made it this long, thank you for listening. Um, if you have any of that depression, anxiety, alcoholism, narcissist any tendencies, anything like that, please step back. And just think about how you can help yourself, how you can help the people around you, Um, you and just step back. And if you need help, I'm always here. You guys can always text me or hit me up on Messenger, on Facebook, Um, send me a message. I I will always try to help somebody when I can. So once again, thanks for listening, guys. This is Uncomfortably Single, and I am Eric Helgeson. Bye-bye.